On today's show, two worlds collide, the dealer and e-commerce. There's a lot of talk about what are dealers gonna do about e-commerce and is it going to disrupt the industry? But on today's show, we bring on one of the nation's leading dealers to share with us how they launched an e-commerce website and how it's helping them grow their business. It's a fascinating interview where they share lessons learned from this project, how they're growing their sales using e-commerce and how they're dealing with the conflict that might exist in the channel. And if you stay to the end, they actually share a story about how they reached $1 million in a single day from their e-commerce store. It's a great show. Let's get into it. Welcome to the Smarter Building Materials Marketing Podcast, helping you find better ways to grow leads, sales, and outperform your competition. All right, everybody, welcome to Smarter Building Materials Marketing, where we believe your online presence should be your best salesperson. I am Zach Williams, alongside my co-host, Beth Pompiklov. And today we are talking about e-commerce, specifically e-commerce for dealers, which is a very unique topic. And there's a lot of really unique trends that are happening in the industry, and we're excited to dive into the show with you. We have a really fun expert guest to join us today and talk to us about this exact topic. We're really excited to welcome Katie Schilling. She is the Director of Digital Marketing for Cameron Ashley Building Products. Hey, Katie, welcome to the show. Hi, everybody. Thanks for having me. I'm very excited to be here. We're really excited to hear about your experience with this. Why don't you get us started by introducing yourself and giving our listeners a little bit of background on how you've been involved in Cameron Ashley's e-commerce project? Sure. So like you said, I'm the director of digital marketing. I have been at Cameron Ashley for a little bit over a year, um, developing and designing the newly launched website for them. So prior to the website, all orders were placed through fax and phone. So I think they decided it was time to kind of walk towards that digital direction and make the e-commerce move. So we've been working on that for quite a while. And so far, it's been really, really successful. So we're really excited about that. So if I can just ask, Katie, did you come to Cameron Ashley before COVID? Or is it like COVID hit and it's like, shoot, we need to have e-commerce. Let's hire Katie. No. So I came, so I came at the like summer like fall of the year before in like 2019. So we were like just starting to develop it because it took a couple months to get off the ground and then, you know, COVID hit. So basically the entirety of the whole launch was done remote. How was that? Oh, super challenging. Um, Just, (laughs) you know, we were doing like steering committee meetings every single week and like, you know, communicating all the time. And also our like third party developers are offsite too. So it was just like mass Zoom meetings constantly all the time trying to get everybody on the same page. So it definitely had its challenges. And that's probably one challenge that we didn't expect was having to do it virtually. But I'll say that I feel really proud of the fact that it went so successful being able to do it in this fashion and format. I think that we were all really nervous when it first started happening because we were just getting into like the throes of development. So we were a little nervous, but then we kind of got into our stride. You know, we set our weekly meetings, we figured out, you know, how we're going to go about this, what we're going to do. And we came up with a plan and it just started working. So, I mean, I think that it ended up being easier than we expected, but it was quite, quite a challenge for sure. 
So let's go back to the beginning. I think for all of us, it's hard to remember anything that happened before 2020. But as Zach mentioned in the introduction, there's a lot of conversation in the building materials industry that really e-commerce and dealers are like diametrically opposed. Yes. So let's talk about what led Cameron Ashley down the path to decide to build an e-commerce website to begin with. Yeah. So our CEO, um, Donnie DeMarie, he came in a couple of years before I did. And I think he really saw there was just a big need for Cameron Ashley to grow. And with that growth meant going into the e-commerce world, giving our customers the convenience of being able to order whatever, you know, missing the you know, the weekend orders and the after hour orders and, and recognizing that in order to go to this place that we want to take the company, we've got to kind of shift the plan and go into this digital world, even though it can be a little scary because there is a lot of resistance. But I, I think we had the right people that decided this is what should happen for us. And then we just kind of went with it. So I think it was just identifying the need and then kind of deploying it from there. What kind of feedback did you get from the retail locations? Because like if you were sitting in the manufacturer seat, your concern would be channel conflict and is everybody just going to buy online from me now on and no one's ever going to go into a dealer location, but it's really unique that you are a dealer location. So what was the feedback from the actual brick and mortar locations about the e-commerce launch? And is there anything you've learned that you could share about how those go together? Um, Let me think about that. I think that there's definitely some excitement, but probably some hesitation too. It's going to be something really new, especially for our sales team, as far as, you know, what does that look like for me? What does my role become now that we're going to do things online? And then how does this process look? You know, are we getting emails of orders and then we're having to balance those coming in through our inbox, plus all the orders we're processing. And I guess, I think there was just a lot of questions, but overall, I think the umbrella was definitely a ton of excitement, knowing that there was a lot more opportunity now for us to get those orders for our customers and to improve the customer experience. So I think that our team in general was overall pretty excited, but maybe just a little apprehensive based on not knowing what it was going to look like and how much it was going to change the game for them specifically. Hmm. You know, one reason why Amazon is so successful is they've got what they call the endless aisle where it just goes and goes and goes. Like you just have endless amount of products, right? Yeah. Are you selling products that you don't have physically in your locations, like essentially extending the amount of products you can sell, or are you only selling what you have in stock? So it's kind of a unique situation. So we have two different statuses on the website. One is special order. And that means we can get products that we have set as order is needed. And then we also have our stocked items too. So to that point, I guess we are using that same kind of strategy and allowing customers to buy things that might not be readily available, but can be. So for example, if someone's ordering special order on the site, it will say there's an extended lead time for this product, just kind of like Amazon does if you buy something not in prime. So we're trying to make it transparent to the customer. You can get this. You just might not get it typically like you would Mm -hmm. your stock product the next day. Yeah. I love that strategy because 
what it affords you is, is really two things. It allows you to make more money because you're selling things you don't have on stock and you can go get it. Absolutely. And the second thing it does, it's market intelligence that you can go and say, hey, we have a ton of people buying this product, even though we don't have it in stock. Why don't we stock it so it can allow us to make even more money or have it available and might open up new opportunities. And so I love that idea. And I think that's one reason why we try to encourage a lot of dealers to consider e-commerce because it, it gives you great insight about what your customers want, not just what they're telling you. You know, they can actually see based upon their actions. Do you have any examples of that or like things you've seen where, gosh, people might have bought something or they're interested in, in something you're selling that you weren't anticipating? We kind of have a unique strategy that before you log in to the website, you can see the entire breadth of product of all Cameron Ashley products. When you log in, then you're connected with your specific DC that you shop out of. So then you're going to see what's available to you. But what's happened is, is that people will browse the site. They will see products, then log in and not see those products and then say, Hey, I, I saw this. I'd like to get it. And chances are we can get it. It'll just come from a different DC. So I think, you know, we're, we're kind of striking up the conversation and allowing our customers to not just buy what they always buy. You know, what else do we have that you didn't know that we had? And mm -hmm. increasing that average order value is super important because, you know, if you think about it, they're calling in, they're going, give me the same stuff I always get, you know, and that's simple and that's easy and that's great. And, and that works for us too. But if we give them the option to see other products, I think that, you know, it kind of sparks their curiosity that, oh, I didn't really realize you guys carried that line. I didn't know you had that brand. I didn't know you sold that product. So I, I definitely agree. I think that's kind of what we're trying to do here is to allow them to buy more from us and buy it all in one spot instead of having to bounce. Cross sell, upsell, that kind of thing as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Without giving away too much, is there results that you're able to share about increase in average cost per order that you've seen since you launched the e-commerce site? We did like a St. Patrick's Day sale, a one day sale, and we gave 3% off and it was over a million dollars. 3%? You gave 3%. 3% off and it was a million dollars. Which is nothing. Nothing. I mean, that's like a drop in the bucket. I mean, don't tell anybody like, no, 3%. Like we gave you 3%. You're welcome. But like, yeah, it was a million dollar day. How did you promote that? Did you like just send an email? Was it on social media? Well, yeah. So we put it on social media. We didn't, well, we did it a couple ways. We didn't tell our salespeople until the day before. So we, Donnie was set up like a 15 minute meeting and said, ready, set, go call your customers. We're having this online only sale tomorrow, 24 hours. So that was that strategy. And then social media, we posted all day long. We had like videos. We sent three emails. We sent one in the morning, one in the afternoon, one at night. I mean, totally flooded people's feed. But I also think it had a lot to do with customer engagement with our reps. You know, our reps calling and saying, you want to get this. I mean, we don't typically do this site-wide, all brands included. But it was a really, really insane day and something none of us expected. We like put bets on everything about how we thought the day was going to go. And everybody was like way under as far as like expectations. I guess what I could say is that we have a lot of unexpected customers using the website. So for example... Um, you know, we have quite a few DCs in very rural areas. 
And those are our best performing DCs for e-commerce specifically. Interesting. So really unexpected. We thought like it was going to be these more metropolitan areas and that's who was going to soar with e-commerce. And everybody, every DC is doing really well. But we have noticed that there has been customer behavior that we did not expect in a lot of users that I think we didn't anticipate using the site. What about building product manufacturers? Are you like hearing from them at all? Is anything changing in your relationship with them since you launched this? Or like, oh, that's cool. You're selling more products. We're very thankful for that. Yeah, I think it's really early in the stages, but the idea is to do partnerships. And, you know, I designed the site to be able to give a lot of real estate for our vendors to put their logos right front center and to do their own special promotions. We're not there yet as far as how those partnerships and collaborations might work. But I mean, so far, everybody's been really great. And I think that it at least lets them have visibility into what we're selling for them on our site. So yeah, I think it's a little too early to tell, but we just haven't really opened up a lot of those conversations yet. So what's next for Cameron Ashley? Like you just launched this site, you had a million dollar day. What's the next mountaintop? No pressure, right? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think being able to improve our customer experience even more right now, we're receiving so much feedback on the website. We have a Qualtrics survey plugin that we're getting so much data and people are giving us improvements and things that we need to change in ways that can improve the customer experience. So I think it's taking that feedback, diving in, you know, we've, we've just started our phase two of new changes and, looking at what our taxonomy looks like and making sure that people are having the ability to find those products and really diving into all of the analytics and making sure that, you know, we have designed the site in a really user-friendly way. And I think hearing our customers and continuing to improve the site, it was definitely not just a one and done. We've launched it. Here you go. Take it as is. Every day we're looking at the data and getting feedback. And, you know, we have customers saying, I couldn't really find this. Okay, you got it. No problem. I'll go into the metadata. We'll give you those search words. You know, it's stuff like that. It's just going to be a continuous project. And then I also think it's being able to give our unique user groups in different DCs their own experience. So if there's a certain promotion in a certain DC in that area, being able to clone that homepage let them only see that promotion and give a unique user experience for all of those groups, which that takes a lot of bandwidth. That takes a lot of people. That's a lot of assets. But I think that's only going to make their experience better and easier when they are on the site. Katie, I'd love to know what advice you would give to a manufacturer or another dealer if they are getting ready to start their own e-commerce project. As you know, a lot of people in the industry really are looking to launch one this year. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I would say don't do it if you think it's going to save you money. Our CEO has always said that and very clearly it is an investment. This is not something that, you know, you just throw some money towards and you walk away from. I mean, it is a true investment 
So do it because you care about your customer. You want them to have a better experience. You want them to buy the products from you whenever, wherever. But don't do it because, you know, you want to save warm bodies in a room with, you know, salespeople. The website for us is an option. It is not a requirement for our customers. You don't want to use the website? Call. Facts. Do what you normally do. But this is for just the future of Cameron Ashley. But it was in no way a strategy to just save us a bunch of money in the long run. It was really purely designed for the customer experience. So I would say if you want to make that investment in your customer, then absolutely go for it because it's been the best thing that we've done in a long time. And it's it's been revolutionary for us and unexpected. So I mean... I think that I would definitely say this is not a money saver, but it's it changes the game and it changes the way your customers think about you. For people listening, Zach, we need to turn that part into a video because Katie said, don't do this to save money. And the look of like sheer like shock, awe, agreement, oh snap, mic yeah, drop that right. ran across <laughs> I want that on our t-shirts. On like on the e-commerce yeah. service section of the Venvio website, yeah. like if you're here to save money, keep moving. Yeah, <laughs> keep walking, sister, because this I, is not bad. I love that also because I think that is a really genuine way of combating the e-commerce versus dealer distributor argument where like it's not a replacement if you've always faxed. Believe me, we're not converting people who fax in their orders. To online purchase. It's not happening. It's literally not going to happen. No, it's not. And, we're, but, and we're, we don't need them to do that. Do what it, sure. And shouldn't. Not, it's not yeah. the goal. It's not an objective. Like, this is not, yeah. this is not who we're talking to. I, I love that. It's not a replacement. It's an add-on. It's about customer service, responding to customers, not replacing salespeople. Love it. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, we had to have so many like sales town halls to tell everybody we're not replacing your jobs. Right. Right. For salespeople right now. And I mean, it's, it's, it was never intended on being that way, but of course everybody goes to that place of, Oh, well, you're just going to cut me out. Everybody's going to place everything online. That's certainly not going to happen. But yeah, Donnie's always very explicit. Don't do it if you want to save money because this is not the option. This is purely for your customers and that's it. This is awesome. Mic drop. Yeah, I know. I'm like... Literal, literal mic drop. That's it. What else do you want to say? We got to wrap. That's it. It's only down from here. Great sound bite. (laughs) Katie, thank you so much. If someone wants to contact you or connect with you, what's the best way for them to do that? Uh, they can just email me or connect with me on LinkedIn. Yeah, we'll link to that in the show notes too. Well, for our listeners, if you like this content, which I, I know you did, this has been an awesome conversation. Make sure you go to venvio.com slash podcast to subscribe. Until next time, I'm Zach Williams alongside Beth Pavniklov. Thanks everybody. Thanks everybody.